everyone. Welcome back to the Earthdawn Survival Guide, the podcast for all disciplines, paths, players, and game masters with your questers, Josh and Dan. I am Dan. I am Josh. And on today's podcast, we will be discussing all things thaumaturgical. Thank you, Kagorsi, again, because uh, we're going to wrap up part two of the Elementalists, Higher Tiers, Warden and Master Tiers, and... Yeah, kind of tie these two episodes together. The last one, I think, was episode 29. So we are revisiting 90-some-odd episodes later, and that, we're not going to talk about that one. So if you have any questions for us about anything you're going to hear in the Elementalist episode, part two, feel free to contact us at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. And how about we get the two-minute rundown of, of what the Elementalist's role is in Earth Dawn? Sure. From Josh. The Elementalist is one of the four magician disciplines, one of the spellcasters. The theme of the Elementalist is, not surprisingly, dealing with the elements and the elemental spirits of Earth Dawn. Those are uh, earth, air, fire, water, and wood. Their spells and abilities frequently revolve around those elements in some aspect, and their most common approach and goal is the maintenance of the natural balance that exists in the world between the various elements and not necessarily seeking to promote one element at the expense of others. Although there are individual elementalists that may decide to specialize in a particular element, um, that is not something that is especially common. Fair enough. Uh, and look at that. All done in 60 seconds. Awesome job, Josh. Uh, so let's get right into the nitty gritty. Uh, at Ninth Circle, because everybody gets something special at Ninth Circle. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, the Elementalist is no different, and they get something called Earth and Wind. No fire. Not that band. Sorry. That's not what we're doing here. Uh, Earth and Wind. The Adept takes two strain and makes an Elementalism test, and if successful, they may either create a circle of Earth with a radius of two yards per success that grants it all allies within it a plus three mystic defense. The circle cannot be moved, but the elementals need not stay in it to maintain the effect, which lasts up to 24 hours, and it may be canceled by the adept at any time. Or they can create a flow of air which circulates through a dome with a radius of two yards per success. The air is brought in from the plane of air and, though cold, is clean and fresh. It immediately disperses any noxious fumes. If they are caused by a magical effect, the elementalism test result is treated as a dispelling test and the affected area cannot be moved, but the elementalist may need not stay in it to maintain the effect either, which lasts up again to 24 hours and may be canceled at any time. This is the follow-up to the fifth circle elementalist ability, Fire and Ice, which deals with the other two elements. Fire and Ice allows the adept, again, with a appropriate test, to either create a small flame or to freeze water. So this expands the capabilities that they have with their sort of inherent understanding of elemental magic. In this case, the effects are a little bit more potent than they are for the fifth circle ability. Pretty straightforward otherwise. Yeah, that's uh, nothing to sneeze at. I like both of those. So also at ninth circle, uh, the elementalist may now spend a karma point when designing or crafting an item. So nice little bonus there. This karma ability ties into the role of elementalists as one of the primary enchanters. Elementalists are very frequently involved in the creation and enchantment and design of magic items. Agreed. 
Uh, and the disciplined talent at Ninth Circle is new to the companion, Thunderous Resolve. I don't think we've talked about that one before. Uh, no, uh, Thunderous Resolve is a willpower-based talent that allows the adept to roll Thunderous Resolve when attempting to make tests to resist the ongoing effects of any spell. So any spell that has an ability to be counteracted mm -hmm. while it's going. Um, we had the question last week about Mind Fog, for example, oh, yeah. which is a spell that allows a test when in combat every round in order to shake off its effects. Mm -hmm. Because it's a spell, Thunderous Resolve could be used to roll in place of the straight willpower in order to uh, shake off the effects of that spell, just nice. as an example. No, that's a perfect example because it ties into last week. So uh, beautiful. Love that one. So on to 10th circle for the elementalist, the adept gains a plus two to their physical defense. They also get a plus one to their original mystic armor and the discipline talent is new to the companion as well. Elemental mastery. Elemental Mastery, I believe, is exclusive to Elementalists. I think you're right. This allows them, when casting a spell with an elemental keyword, uh, so that the spell description has earth or air or whatever as a keyword for the spell, they can, for a cost of strain, add their rank in Elemental Mastery as a bonus to any thread-weaving tests made with a spell of that sort. Yeah that I, it looks exclusive to me so we'll go along with that at 11th circle the elementalist gains a plus one to their social defense first time and they also get to spend a karma point to improve one bonus from a spell they cast on an ally by plus two not bad for point of karma and the discipline talent they get at 11th circle is vine armor i believe this is our first mention there as well no, Vine Armor showed oh. up with the Warrior because right. this is an enhancement to Woodskin. It provides an enhancement to Woodskin. So in addition to the normal bonuses that Woodskin provides to the Death and Unconsciousness rating, Vine Armor is an upgrade that gives the Adept bonus to Mystic Armor as well for as long as that Woodskin lasts. Clearly Josh's memory is better than mine because, yes, that was a few episodes ago. I'm not all there. So, fine. <laughs> That's why we write things down. For me, Josh's memory is better. On to 12th circle. The Elementalist gains a plus four from their original Mystic Defense, and they also gain two recovery tests per day. So this is their second bonus on that one. So this is their second additional recovery test from the original amount. And the Discipline Talent at 12th circle, Concise Casting. Yeah, we talked about this with the Wizard Yes. Several weeks back, this allows the magician to cast more than one spell in a round. Concise casting acts essentially as a sort of second spell casting ability. There are some restrictions in terms of what types of spells you can cast with it, but it does allow the elementalist or any magician, because they all get access to this talent, to follow up one spell with a lower powered spell as well. So what this would conceivably allow you to do is rather than needing to spend the first couple of rounds casting your 
enhancement spells on your allies, air armor and, and that sort of thing. You could cast a more effective, perhaps direct damage or other area control spell or something like that of a higher circle. And that same round cast air armor, assuming that it meets the restrictions of that secondary casting. Yeah, that concise casting lays out. By the way, to your point, every single magician discipline in the companion gets concise casting at 12th circle. Yes. Even across the board. So that is a universal talent. Yes, as by design. So if those aren't enough, uh, at, you know, 10, 11, 12, ninth circle, all those are all fantastic uh, talents, especially a Thunderous Resolve and Elemental Mastery. There are options you can get at all four of those circles, and there's many more options than uh, there are circles. So you've got a nice little plethora of options here. And some of these are new to the Companion. Some are just playing catch-up from the previous book, Player's Guide. So the former, sorry, the latter of the list is... Evidence Analysis, Iron Constitution, Suppress Curse, and Temper Flesh. Yeah, all of those are talents that appear in the Player's Guide, relatively straightforward in terms of what they do and should require very little explanation for why they would be available to the Elementalist just later than they are for disciplines where they are a little bit more core concept. Agreed. So on to the new stuff for the Companion and the Elementalist. Other Warden talent options, aside from those four, Armored Matrix. This is the upgrade to the spell matrix that is available to all casters once they reach Warden tier. It acts the same as an Enhanced Matrix in that it holds a spell along with a single pre-woven thread for the spell. The advantage that the Armored Matrix has over the Enhanced Matrix is that the Armored Matrix has a higher death rating and has some additional built-in armor, making it more resistant to things that might try to damage or dislodge the spell that is contained within the Matrix. Considering that a lot of those abilities also show up at Warden Tier, that's pretty self-explanatory and yeah nice nicely designed there that's that's not a bug that's a feature uh contest of wills contest of wills this is the first time this has shown up because it only shows up for two disciplines Hmm. that being the elementalist the other one is the other summoner the nethermancer nethermancer contest of wills provides a bonus to the magician's willpower when engaging in a contest of wills with a spirit. It is an optional talent because not every magician is necessarily going to be taking an antagonistic approach towards spirits or might not be involved super heavily in dealing with spirits a lot, but it is there as a potential tool just in case. Absolutely. Perfect focus. We've talked about this a couple of times. This is the one that allows the adept to get bonuses to a sustained action. Considering the enchantment theme of the elementalist, this is mainly there to deal with that aspect of things and potentially provide a bonus to their uh, extended actions of enchanting magic items. Yeah, similar to the weaponsmith's uh, purpose as well. Uh, Plant talk. Plant talk is similar to animal talk in that it gives the adept the ability to communicate with plants in this case. It allows the adept to talk and be understood and to likewise understand plants. It doesn't actually compel the plant to communicate, but it just makes it possible. 
it's a neat little ability, kind of flavorful. And in the hands of a clever player, there is a lot of potential information that could be gleaned from questioning local flora. (laughs) But otherwise, it's a not super remarkable, but still interesting little ability. It depends on how how smart the game master want to make those plants. Well, you don't even necessarily need to make the plants particularly smart. The thing is, is that similar to like evidence analysis or animal talk or things like that, it allows another avenue for gathering intelligence or information about an area or about things that might have happened in an area, especially because plants are always just kind of there. And while their focus and personality and so forth might be somewhat different than you would get from a normal person, there is still potentially useful information that you could get from them. Agreed. Used it before in previous games. Range pattern. Range pattern is a thread weaving type talent that allows the adept to increase the range of a spell. The spell already needs to have a range beyond self or touch, but as a simple action, they make a test and each success increases the range of the spell. Nicely done. Beneficial to have. I want this to go further. (laughs) Yeah, the advantage that this does is that rather than potentially needing to weave extra threads to increase the range of a spell, this is separate from any extra threads that you might be weaving there. So it's definitely something that enhances your ability to be even more flexible with what you can do with your spells. Nicely done. And last in the Warden Talent Options list, Summoning Circle. Summoning Circle is an upgrade to summoning. It's a sustained action, so this could also benefit from Perfect Focus. Mm -hmm. It essentially provides its rank as a bonus against any tests made to summon a spirit or entity into that circle. That's not bad. Yeah. Just saying. That's not bad at all. It takes some time to set up. It costs some strain, depending on how powerful you want to make the circle. Uh, You can essentially make the circle up to the rank in terms of its power, and that provides its bonus to all tests. So that would include not just the summon test, but if there are any contests of wills or anything else like that that might happen, it's all good. Yeah, no kidding. There's a few circles to go, folks. Those are awesome, awesome options. I'm not going to lie. So 13th circle, and again, every discipline gets something fantastic at 13th circle. They are no different. Elemental form. As a simple action for five strain, the adept draws on their connection with the elements and merges with their spirit with one of them. While this ability is active, they add plus three bonus to spell casting, including concise casting, thread weaving, and effect tests for all spells of the selected element. And each spell is cast with a free extra thread. No weaving test required, though this still counts toward normal maximums. The adept cannot cast spells of the element which has an advantage over them. Air cannot use earth, cannot use... um, Earth cannot use wood, fire cannot use water, water cannot use air, and wood cannot use fire. The adept is limited to this form for number of rounds equal to the rank and elementalism per day, and the strain cost is only paid to activate the change, not for each subsequent round spent in the form. If the adept wants to change forms or stop using the ability for a round, they must pay the strain cost again. 
Yeah, this is a boost to the elementalist's magic. Yeah. Plus three spellcasting, plus three threading, plus three effect tests. I'd say so. And a free extra thread that you don't need to make a test for. Yeah, let's not forget that. Right. That's nothing to, <laughs> to turn your nose up at. No, nothing at all. Uh, so, Elementalist, if you haven't quite, 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 quite gotten to 13th Circle and if you wondering if it's worth it, it's worth it. I promise you. Very much worth it. Also at 13th Circle, the Elementalist gets a plus three to their physical defense from their original number. The, you had a plus one to your base initiative step, and you increase your karma step from a D6 to a D8. So that's all in there. And Discipline Talent is Elemental Walk. Yeah, Elemental Walk is a pretty sweet ability. It allows the Elementalist to essentially ignore any negative effects that might result from exposure to an element for a limited period of time. But it means that if, you know, depending on what element they chose when they used the talent, for example, if they used it on water, they could not drown. They would basically be immune to the effects of water on them. They could walk on death's sea if they chose it with fire for a limited period of time. Nice. If they chose air, they would be immune to like noxious fumes and gases and things like that. It doesn't necessarily prevent them from taking damage sort of in other ways. Um, it doesn't like enhance their capabilities beyond what they can already do. Mm -hmm. If they chose it with earth... They would be protected from the damage in that case, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to dig their way out. Like, it doesn't give them super strength in relation to Earth or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and they can't move through Earth like a worm does, so. And the result of the test is the number of minutes that that effect is in place, and they can extend it automatically, or they can make another t a subsequent test to continue the duration just at the, the cost of the strain. Gotcha. On to 14th circle. The elementalist gains a plus five to their mystic defense and a plus two to their mystic armor, again, from their original uh, rolled up numbers at first circle. And the discipline talent at 14th circle is stone skin. Uh, this one we also talked about with the warrior. This is the enhancement to earth skin for an additional recovery test. They get their rank in stone skin as a bonus to earth skin, and it increases their physical armor as well. Keep in mind that the elementalists do get access fairly early to fire heal, mm -hmm. which can potentially give them access to quite a number of extra recovery tests to power abilities like this. Oh, very nice. So on to 15th circle. The adept finally gets, uh, so they've had a plus three physical defense and plus five mystic defense. And in a 15th circle, they get their final plus two to social defense. And they get a total of three now additional recovery tests per day from their original uh, roll-up. And the discipline talent at 15th circle is Spliced Weave. Spliced Weave, which is available to all magicians at 15th circle. This is multiple attacks with thread weaving, sort of. They decide how many additional thread weaving tests they are going to make and decide beforehand, but it does allow them to weave even more threads, makes it a lot easier in some cases to get those 
high thread spells, especially with additional threads and things like that, without needing to take a lot of time. All very cool stuff, but we're not done because there are some master talent options you can get as well. Uh, I believe there's eight listed here, but you only get to pick three because you've got 13th, 14th, and 15th circle. That's it. So choose wisely if you didn't want to borrow something from the warden talent options as well. Uh, there's only one not new to the companion, and that is life check. Yep, that's the one that uh, if your total damage goes above your death rating, you may make a recovery test or technically a life check test in order to reduce your actual damage. And if it keeps you alive, then you are not in fact dead. But again, it's an option. It's it's not a discipline talent. So if you don't have it and you're still dead, you're still dead. That happens. So the other list is uh, just one at a time here. Burning Vigor. Burning Vigor uh, is useful. It is a strength-based talent that allows that talent to be used in place of any raw strength test, not including damage. But it also provides bonus recovery tests equal to the rank in Burning Vigor, which can be used to power abilities like Wood Skin, Earth Skin, Stone Skin, and stuff like that. So if you didn't have fire heal or you hadn't used it for some reason you could still potentially pick up a bunch of extra recovery tests here yeah burning vigor works well with the elementalist as well because they've got a couple of higher circle spells like grove of renewal that also are sort of powered by recovery tests so that's something to keep in mind and possibly have this as another source for that exactly casting pattern casting pattern is similar to range pattern in that it is a simple action that provides bonuses to the spell casting test that the adept might be making. So providing a bonus to their ability to successfully cast the spell. Nice. And then effect pattern. Effect pattern is the same basic idea, but does it to the effect step. So uh, at the warden talent options, we had range pattern as an option. And now master talent options, we have casting pattern as an option and effect pattern as an option. So all these pattern talents are in the the higher tiers on to second chance, which our we've talked about with everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Next, uh, shared matrix. Shared matrix is the top tier matrix that's available. The rank in shared matrix indicates the total number of spell circles that can be included within the matrix. So if you have shared matrix at rank six, you could have a circle six spell. You could have two circle threes. You could have six circle ones. Woo! As long as the total number of circles adds up to the rank in the matrix, that's the spells that you can have in it. The only drawback is the shared matrix does not hold any threads pre-woven. So anything that you put in there that requires threads, you would have to weave those all normally. But still, that many spells still, at the ready. Potentially. Yes. That's fantastic. And again, you should be waiting for the master tiers on that one. Uh, Two left. Shock treatment. Shock treatment allows the adept to force somebody to make a recovery test. If successful, the target may spend a recovery test or the magician can use one of their recovery tests. Oh, there you go. And each additional success on the initial shock treatment provides bonuses to that ability. It does have some restrictions. It doesn't work at all on dead characters. If their damage (laughs) is over their death rating, it's not going to do anything. Nope. If they are conscious, they can only benefit from it once a day. 
It is a spell intended to bring people back from unconsciousness and to get them back into the fight. This is that narrow window between unconsciousness and death. This is where it's really good. <laughs> At this circle, really, it's not that narrow a window. Uh, agreed. Agreed. For people you're traveling with, maybe for the random, you know, pedestrian, pedestrian victim, sure, uh, maybe. One of those things. Uh, and last and certainly not least, one of my second favorite uh, titles of a, of a talent, Unflinching Fortitude. Yeah. Unflinching Fortitude just increases wound threshold. Yeah. Which is why it's an option. It's a, it's a straight it's up bonus. Discipline talent. But still, it's there. And if you like that, you know, wound threshold rarely ever changes. So one of those things. So having said all that, having gone through all this and having had Josh play a Nethermancer spellcaster for at least a couple of years now, suggestions, I know they're always case specific, but depending upon the party and the, the adventure you're playing and whatnot, um, best of the best talent options? Look, <laughs> personally, when I play a magician, yeah. I am looking at spells. I understand that, especially when you get up into Warden and Master tier, there are not any new spells that are available yet, and so that might not seem to be the best way to go. But picking up your additional Matrix talents, especially Share Matrix, so that you could have a lot of low circle spells ready to go in one matrix yeah. right away could be particularly handy. Range pattern, casting pattern, effect pattern, all three of those would be something that would be worth looking into if you are definitely going to be more of a, a caster approach. Alternately, there's not a lot in like huge support of it, but if you are dealing a lot with spirits, looking at contest of wills and summoning circle out of the warden tier if you want to enhance your ability to deal with spirits, if you've got a game that's going to be using those a lot. And obviously, by that point, you would have a pretty good idea that that's the case. They might be worth looking into. Yeah. And then the other option is elementalists frequently end up in kind of a healer slash party support role in that regard. And so looking at things like shock treatment. Yeah. Or burning vigor or anything like that that would enhance your defensive capability where you would be able to sort of get in up close to have spells like Grove of Renewal go up or to be able to use shock treatment or that sort of thing on your fellow party members. The other advantage of getting kind of up close like that is you wouldn't necessarily need to worry about range pattern, being able to have your sort of short range damage spells pack a punch because you'd get in close to it. So that's the other kind of thing that you would be looking at. You might want to look at um, Suppress Curse out of the Warden tier as a way of helping mitigate negative spell or creature power effects that might be harming your allies. Temper Flesh is really good as a defensive ability in that regard. So yeah, there are definitely some some good choices there. I think out of all of them, second chance there really are like everything else is a better choice than second chance in the master tier <laughs> i would say shared matrix and then depending on whether you are more like actual spell casting focused or a little mm -hmm. bit more support focused looking at unflinching fortitude to perhaps boost your wound threshold burning vigor to give you additional recovery tests if you're not going to be getting those from fire heal to power your 
vine armor and wood skin and earth skin and stone skin, all of those discipline talents. I think there's a lot of pretty good options there. And the ones that you take will really depend on, again, as always, the makeup of your group and what sort of game you've got and the role that your character has grown into over the course of the campaign up to this point. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I have almost always had somebody play an elementalist in one of my campaigns. I think they're like the second most popular, if not the most popular um, magician to play that I've come across anyway. That's my experience with them. Yeah, the elementalist is relatively straightforward. They get a lot of spells that are pretty easy to understand in a certain regard. There's a very strong theme that is obvious from the very beginning. And Mm -hmm. so being an elementalist is understandably one that draws people to it. I know that some people tend to be a little bit disillusioned because they don't end up doing a lot of direct damage as a magician. Some people do come to the elementalist expecting it to be kind of a blaster. And there's not really any real combat magician where their focus is just dealing damage with spells. Yeah. They have the ability to do it, and some of the elementalist spells are among the most effective in-game in terms of combining damage with crowd control. When you look at something like Blizzard Sphere and whatnot, they have some really good like physical area zone control kind of stuff, but they also have a really, really good suite of support spells and abilities in terms of stuff like air armor or uh, air mattress to help speed recovery, uh, heat food, grove renewal, grove renewal. You know, when you get into higher circles, that helps out sort of in combat. If you're looking for a sort of healer type magician, the elementalist is the one that is sort of most suited to that. Although there are a couple of spells in the uh, Nethermancer kit that can kind of help out with that as well. But an elementalist, especially if they decide to expand out into to be a questor of Garland, can be super effective in terms of just extending the group's capability and uh, speeding up their recovery time exponentially. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I, I, I like the elementalist. Uh, it probably would be my go-to as well. I love wizards. That's just my thing. But I think the elementalist has a wonderful nuanced and varied approach, not only to their talents, but their spells. And so it's not just a single faceted blunt object to use last week's phrase, um, discipline. This has multiple facets on that, on that look. So yeah. any final thoughts? Cause I think, no, that covers it pretty well. The one sort of downside that you have when you get into any of the magicians in these warden and master tiers is the limit in terms of the spells that are available. I understand that frustration and it is being worked on as of this publication. Obviously the the recording of this, you know, there's, there's not anything out there, but that is going to change in the future. And I think the enhancements to spell casting when it comes to, additional threads and stuff like that makes things a a little bit better in that regard. Agreed. So uh, we are all, any magician types out there, are eagerly awaiting the new magic book. And so when it gets here, that will level the playing field 
of anybody's frustration on higher tiers, higher circles. Hopefully. Yeah. It should allay any it should assuage anyone's uh fears and doubts. I'm I'm fairly certain we'll all enjoy that book as much as we have the other ones. All right. So until next time, folks, uh, it is time for you to go reach the elemental form of your legend. Good night, everybody. 